Welcome into the Ed's Construction Home Remodeling Show on 100.5 ESPN, ESPN App, and Wisconsin On Demand. Jim Rutledge with uh, Mike Tewick from Edge Construction. Call Mike at 636-EDGE. You go to edgeconstructioncompany.com to browse their work and read reviews and go to House and Facebook and Instagram to see more of their work as well. They're doing some work on my house. Actually, one of my neighbors came over and asked me kind of what was what was going on. And uh, he came in and was a big fan of the work because he was actually one of the neighbors that had decided himself to try to take off the, the trim and the, the doors and paint them themselves. And not only is it taking him a, a thousand years to do so, it does not look anywhere close to as nice. And so he wrote down your number. Uh, I don't, I told him, like, I'm not sure if you guys do what he I, wanted We don't done, really but... like following, uh, you know, contractors that, that didn't get it right now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, <laughs> it was for something else. And I'm like, I don't know if they actually do that sort of work. It was, uh, but I said, give him a call and then see. It was something like with uh, their uh, their porch and some railings and things like that. I'm like, well, it's railings. It's outdoors. So I don't know. I was like, give him a call, 636-EDGE. But uh, no, they came over and asked some questions. And uh, people see the trucks and uh, you got a lot of those branded trucks out there and you got the sign and everything. But uh, yeah, you guys are doing great work out there. And uh, it, it is wild. Uh, the anyone that comes in now that's seen it new is just um, it blows their mind. Like we had a daycare family that was coming through. They first saw the house to like see if they wanted to come uh, be part of the daycare before we had started the remodel. And then when they hadn't been back until this week, and so oh, they were like, "Whoa, wow!" Like they were worried that their kid was gonna you know scratch <laughs> it up. Like it's just trimming doors. Like the kids aren't around to trim the doors much. So you, you should we're right. leave you some paint. So yeah, there we go. Perfect. Yeah, um, <laughs> that that is actually I th- I think some. Sometimes, um, you know, you watch the TV version of this remodeling thing, and and uh, they never they never spend really much time on that. You know, they they go through putting in the kitchen cabinets and show the tops coming, and maybe some tile work and and uh, some of that stuff that's a little flashier, a little sexier. But just trimming, they kind of gloss over. And so, um, before we started, I was I was telling Jim that. Um, my guys get kind of mad at me sometimes because I'll be like, you know, like after a day or two, I'm going. Well, you know, when is this going to get done? And uh, I'm like the homeowners. When yeah. are you going to be? When are you be done? <laughs> but um, one of my guys, Tony, made me go through and count windows and doors. And there's a lot of there's just a lot of parts in there. And then, um, like with anything, anything construction wise, it's in the prep work. Like if you want that perfect end product, your prep has to be fantastic. And I, I, I know. I think last time we talked a little about about how they caulk. Yeah. And I'm so jealous because I like I'm going to have this. 30 years and I still can't do caulk like that. But I must be a bad caulker because they do it. And it's like, how do they get this perfect tiny caulk line? And it's, it's amazing, yeah, right? You know, it, it is amazing, but it's all that they, you know, obviously there's, there's not a um, nail hole you're going to see in the house <laughs> uh, on any of that stuff. And well, that's very hard to do. I mean, like, so when you're, when you're doing painted trim, you fire a lot of nails in it. And then uh, it's like 10 billion nails, right? Yeah. All the trim of the house, all the doors. And uh, I think we counted one time, one door will have like 100 and some nails in it. So, Holy cow. And, and the trim that goes around the door, yeah. the door stop and all that stuff. Anyways, um, to make those flatten out and go away, because when you take a, a white product, I mean, it's not really, we'll just call it putty, it's not yeah. really putty, and put that in there, you'll, your thumb, when you wipe that putty across the hole, will leave an indent. And so then what do you do? You go back in. And then some of those putties, some of those product, a lot of those popular products actually shrink a little bit. So it's it's uh, really specific on what we use, what our guys use, because they're, they're using products that shrink not at all or very minimally. And then uh, when, you, when you see them do it the first time through, you're probably like, wow, I can see every, you know, it looks like a, a big thumb smudge on every yeah. spot but what they're doing is leaving it extra so that they can sand that off and it's flat and it's really the only way to make those yeah they're saying everyone's on their hands and <laughs> sanding and everything it, it is uh 
It is very detailed work. Is was more the surprise part, but it's funny what people catch. Like a lot of people uh, love the doors. Other people like the heart. I mean, the doors too, but like the hardware. Yeah, the hardware is a good choice. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, did that, you, so did you guys have a lot? I was. I don't really get involved in that design part. Uh, I think you went through that with Heather a little bit. Yeah. And uh, so did. You, so did you have a lot of options to pick from, or was it? It was a uh, decent amount. We kind of told her what we were thinking for color, but so it's funny, like how detailed she is. She said so. Actually. Um, the hardware was one color, like for the handles and everything like that. But she said that there's not matching hinges for it for the door. And she's like, but there's this one close. So I went to my wife and said, what color are our hinges? And she goes, uh, I, don't <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so I'm like, we're fine. Yeah, because like you can't tell the difference. Like you look at it, you can't tell the difference. I'm sure you could. But she pointed out like, hey, this one will match pretty dang close to it. I was like, yeah, I remember fine. her bringing that up to me. And it's what, what happens is, and th- this happens with every product, plumbing, windows, they have you can't go well i want a brown right because every manufacturer has a proprietary color yeah. and then you the the hinge manufacturer has their own colors and then so you're you're trying to match these up and then uh you know if your kitchen faucet is supposed to match your door handles well those two co- one does the door the door handle company doesn't make faucets and the faucet company doesn't make door handles so <laughs> right. you know you you get as close and, as and, and it was fine like and i i think like, i look online i'm like there's a difference here and so then i was like i can't even see a difference in the pictures and then so i just asked my wife and she, she had no idea what color the i i told her that she shouldn't even tell you there's <laughs> now you're gonna go well, obsess about this. I literally forgot about it and... until we were talking here. Uh, <laughs> then I was like, you know, but I was giving a compliment to Heather. She pointed it out, but like, no. it was not a big deal. Uh, but it's kind of like questions of like, you know, we're picking off the door, and I was like, well, um, just make sure that because again, online it's hard to see if like this one has like the, some raised edges and the other ones have indented edges. Just make sure it matches whatever is on the <laughs> other door. Uh, it looks like it's raised, so like she can dig in on well, that part. It's of sometimes it. hard in line too because um, we had, we had a uh, window manufacturer that I won't mention that um, the online color was exactly what we were replacing, and uh, so we had I think three windows that we'd ordered and they were pretty pricey window there's a, a, a an a, a upper grade window from this manufacturer of it's one of the top three anyways um clearly when they when they came it was the wrong color and it, we had homeowners signed off on this the we had we had even samples and when it came it was like okay now we're we got trouble uh those windows by the way are in my shop uh in case anybody's <laughs> looking for a few really nice windows because um, we did reorder them and make sure it worked at no cost to the homeowner um but uh can be can be frustrating when you're trying to go through this oh, i was going to ask you too about the yep. doors so i like the door that you guys settled on it's really really nice um was was that an easy choice was there the the, the picking the the door the style of yeah. door yep um, well, it was you were there along with uh, someone from the I think the, the oh Paul yeah right. yeah so, so the, you guys kind of helped us with the idea of um, we knew we wanted that color door but we initially in our heads were like oh we'll just do the same kind of door that kind we of had standard six panel or yeah something. and so we just thought like that's what you would do and then uh, either you or Paul mentioned like hey the uh, the the craftsman style is probably more what you want and then. Again, that's where the design process came in of like, well, then you want craftsman style sort of with the trim. Yeah. Because uh, again, we thought we were just switching it out, but then no, like that made a huge difference. But then also the the railings for the stairs. Yeah. We're like, oh, well, we thought that would just be white. But then again, like there was uh, the contrast color and all that picking it out there. All those different things are things in, that we would not have thought of without any sort of design process in there. Yeah, I like the, the darker rail. That made a big difference to me. You, what they had was kind of a smaller. Uh, oak rail matched yeah. the floor and trim, and and it's just uh, didn't 
didn't look right in my eyes. So yeah, we, I guess we should. We made a, a decision there, but yeah, yeah, I didn't know because we left. We went through the book, and I know I remember that conversation. But I remember leaving the book there, and I didn't know yeah, no, my wife that. was. Um, she was open to it because initially I, she had the same thought of like, no, we'll just do the six panel doors and I store. But then uh, she picked she picked through it, and I, I think. We picked one of the Craftsman style. I don't know if it was the specific one you guys showed well, there's up. A, there's quite a few that probably yeah. fit that style. So yeah. You know, um, uh, so the paneling we liked. There were a few, but we liked the two with the one. And yep. Yeah, it, it worked out great. It's But it's nice. You, feel, you have control, but it's also you're guiding us in the right direction of like, all right, where are we going? Yeah. What are we trying to match here? And so it's funny, the... The downstairs, like the kid, like this basement area and the upstairs, because those now have no fruit in it. My wife, every time she goes upstairs, <laughs> especially, she's like, I feel like this is someone else's house. Uh, because, like, uh, the, our downstairs still has the, the floor has the fruit on it, which is fine. Uh, it made a huge difference not to have it throughout the entire house. Look at that when we do your kitchen. Right, right, exactly. So, um, well, it's funny. My, here's how it compliments your guys' work is that before this, my wife's like, well, we'll probably be in this house maybe five more years, but I want to get out in the country, blah, blah. And now she's like, uh, maybe we'll end up just like canceling. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, we'll do some more stuff here. The trim, they, they, but that was something that we didn't even realize stuck in our craw as much as it as it did, as far as having that fruit wood trim there. And now it's like a different house. Well, I was going to mention too on the, on the doors. Um, we there are a lot of choices. We we only do solid corridors. We don't put in the yeah. the the lighter doors. And and there's a lot of neat options now. I think I'm pretty sure you got a molded solid corridor, meaning it doesn't have panels that move and, and change. Which, if you remember some of the old doors where they had separate panels for the center panels, they would kind of slide, and then you'd have a different color showing, or maybe the stain didn't. Go yeah, actually, my, my parents the have the solid doors, but they have that. Their house is 30 years old, and they kind of annoying. Yeah, yeah, they have that that sort of some of those issues there. Yeah. Um, actually, I think even on their front door, one of the panels kind of like got like thinner than it should have like so it's almost yeah. like it's it just doesn't hold up with the rest of the door <laughs> so they're having to replace all that but uh yeah the, the doors um the style for it but then like we mentioned that we had to pick the garage door now we want to switch out the the front door uh to match the the whole house but again the design process uh was super helpful in it uh, we'll take a break here we'll get to uh uh, kitchen design process this is the edge construction Home remodeling show 100.5 espn espn app and wisconsin on the man Welcome back to the Edge Construction Home Remodeling Show on 100.5 ESPN, ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Jim Rutledge with Mike Tuig from Edge Construction. Call Mike at 636-EDGE. You can go to edgeconstruction.com to browse their work and read reviews. You can go to House, Instagram, Facebook to see more of their work as well. Uh, you'll be able to see some of it uh, previewed on the, the Rutledge uh, Facebook page at some <laughs> point here. I actually was one of the guys I worked with. I, saw, I shot him some pictures because he was asking me because he said, well, you know, what does it cost, blah, blah, blah. And I get, but I was like, look, man, I have a stupid amount of fruit wood. Like, every house is different <laughs> on that, so I'm not going to tell you what it would cost. you got to talk to Mike Jim, about it. how much do you miss that fruit wood? <laughs> right, I know. I'm like, it's almost 3,000 square feet of fruit wood. Like, the, the, the buddy at work here is like, well, my house is only 1,500 square feet. I'm like, well, then it's going to be less. I don't know what, but, like, it's well, less By the way, if you're, if you're listening, fruit wood's the stain. It's yes. not those species. It's uh, oak, yeah. oak yeah. species. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's very uh, popular in Madison area. Yeah, but and his is more of like a like a almost like a brown stain, okay. but it's yeah. the house is from like the seventies, so yeah. you can imagine the wood. So he's sending me pictures. I'm like, well, then call Mike because I'm like, <laughs> I don't like because he's like because he wanted to see what it looked like. I'm like, here's what it looked like before. Here's what it looks like now. And now his wife's like, oh, we, we should do that. We like doing these jobs because. Um, yeah, when I when I first started remodeling, believe it or not, that th that's where I thought we'd be going because we were. Uh, a company of trim carpenters that's a trim yeah. carpenter is somebody who does all the inside woodwork and when we first started doing remodeling i thought you know what we could change out 
uh, this this trim and sort of renew the inside of that house fairly quickly. I mean, it doesn't happen just overnight, but um, especially if you're living in it, it just takes a little more time. But but uh, yeah, it's we we don't do it as much as I th- had thought. And once once in a while, it's really fun for us because it pulls in different areas we pulled in some of our trim carpenters that are working on new construction you know they can they can blaze away pretty quick and get that work done you know then it then it goes over to the remodel side to get the painting done that's so much of what we do now is painted trim so uh just like what you're getting in your house yeah and uh you know we'll kind of transition to the kitchen part of it as you joke the first segment of like you know, you do the one part of your house, and you then touch the kitchen. The kitchen might be the next thing we want to work at here, but that's what we're going to talk about on the the show uh, today. Is uh, basically how to work with a kitchen designer uh, and some different things that um, you should be working through uh, with them. And we'll start with the idea of um, like you know, initially this says notes the ups and downs, which means basically tell the designer what you like. And don't like about you. <laughs> I had to read it, and I'm like, "What does that mean?" And then they I was always like, do like cryptic little. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, tell the kitchen, tell them what you like and don't like about the kitchen." <laughs> Which I think you've kind of said that for any remodel of tell tell you guys like, "Here's what I like, here's what I don't." And you can worst thing you're going to say is like, "Hey, we we can't fix that," or uh, or here's a different option. But I think making that list is probably a good healthy way to start these things. That that is really helpful for us if we have a if if the for, even from the first time that I come there. I'm usually, usually I've got a designer with me, and we are there to spitball, throw on ide- throw around ideas, and we we want to see your list. We want to know what's on the list. Uh, there are times we go and people go, hey, "We just want to remodel our kitchen. We don't know what we want to do." Well, I mean, that's fine, <laughs> that's fine. But then we sort of have to build that list while we're there, and and that's what's happening. Where I'm asking questions, uh, my designers making notes and uh, coming up with ideas, and now with the internet age and websites like house and pinterest and you know a lot of people run our website and and plan out stuff i actually myself love house like even our presence on house i like going on house because um it's just how they lay stuff out like when when we when we put projects in there it's really easy to get and and see what work your way through a project i think we've got close to 120 projects on there a lot of them are kitchens so uh it's it's fun if i'm looking for a project uh and uh, um, I can't find it on our website. I'll go and poke through house because it's I, it's easier to find. Yeah, and you know, and you've said this before with some of these jobs. Like, there could be something in your kitchen that you just absolutely hate, and you can say like, I don't like this part of it. Or it could be something that you might love that you might forget to bring up that might not be a great design element. But if you love the trash under the, that actually goes into the the drawer. If that's something you, and maybe I have no idea, but maybe that's like a big. You know, design no no now. But if it's something you love, you should at least mention it because you're going to be annoyed if you don't have it. <laughs> I was getting I was getting a kick out of uh, um, the the list. Usually, by the time you're ready to call a remodeler, because everybody knows that remodeling your kitchen is a hassle and it costs money, and so the people tend to max out their kitchen, uh, or they really hate the design. So it, it's not often that we walk in and people are going. No, I want to. I want it to look just like it does. Now. <laughs> right. We have actually had a couple of those. We just, just wanted an update. They liked the design, traded things out. Um, but uh, usually, the list of I hates is pretty big. Yeah. And so uh, I have to play catch up. I go, well, I'm not going to hate your kitchen, but I right. can see where you're coming from. Um, that actually makes it more fun for us when when people are uh, that involved in it. And I talked a little bit about how's. 
those those people like if you're feeling strongly about your kitchen a lot of times they've been online and found things that they like and uh that's another question that we have right away is hey what have you tagged anything online and what i'm what i'm asking is have you built a library of pictures that you like and and kitchens that you like from house or from pinterest because those seem to be the two big ones i don't even know if anybody else is doing it because that 99 percent of the time that's what what we're looking at um it's pretty pretty handy for us because there might be elements of those kitchens online that that people like. They go, well, I realize my house is different. I can't get all of this, but I really like this part. I really like this part. Um, can we pull them in um, on the on the on the side of the designer? The designer says, "Wow, this is awesome!" Because even if they're finding a picture, if a homeowner is finding a picture of a kitchen that doesn't 100% get them there, but they just like, that gives our designers so many clues on on the type of things that we can show you. Because um, we're the designers are already thinking, I'm going to narrow this, this field of tile down to um, 10 or 20 versus 10 or 20,000. Right? Yeah. I mean, it can be intimidating if you're trying to pick tile out of every available source. But when... When our designers are looking at your house and they're talking to you and they're looking at some of the pictures that you like online, they're already getting ideas. Okay, now let's narrow this down a little bit so that um, we can start putting together the the cabinets, tops, um, the backsplash tile, uh, flooring, all the all these colors and textures. And and it really is handy to have that designer help you. Well, and that's the it says here how to find your kitchen style. And I think that's kind of what you're you're talking about there is digging into that that kitchen style and um, I, I think people hear all these different sorts of uh, buzzwords, craftsmen or modern country. Modern farmhouse. Yeah, modern farmhouse. That's what I was trying to think of. Uh, but Contemporary. But modern farmhouse, I would imagine, kind of came along with the idea of people liked certain elements of certain styles. You don't have to be brand yourself as like, this is exactly what I like. So to your point of when you're pulling in and showing uh, Heather or your design team in general all the things that you like, it does allow them to figure out, like, oh, maybe they, they're they a little bit more modern with the technology, but they do have an old-school feel for these sorts of things, and it, it all can kind of come into play. Yeah, and, and defining your style is a little less important, I think, than it used to be, meaning even five years ago um, – we were trying to pigeonhole people. We go, oh, this person, and people would, you know, voluntarily come out and say, "I'm, I'm a, a farmhouse or modern farmhouse was probably coming in, or craftsman or um, contemporary." And now, what I'm noticing is, I don't know either. There's no rules, <laughs> you know, like it's just a free for all. Um, people might mix styles a little bit, and with the help of a good designer, you can really get there and end up with something special. I think if you looked at our stuff recently, meaning the last couple of years, that modern farmhouse kind of shows up a lot, and uh, with a mix of contemporary, the the Madison area, especially the younger crowd, uh, tends to like that contemporary style, and, and not 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 meaning clinical like a hospital. It's just very clean lines. Sometimes even the craftsman style can can sort of feel contemporary. You can mix some of those elements. So, um, again, I, I like it when uh, people are willing to work with our designers and, and throw ideas around. It's not like you got to take everything that they throw at you. But um, if, I, if I was doing my own house, uh, if, if I was going to build my own house, which I've never lived in a house that's less than 100 years old. So <laughs> my wife not too recently said hey you know like someday do you think we can live in a <laughs> we have a we have a very old house um farmhouse nothing fancy 
but um, finding us, you're sort of pigeonholed there a little bit. Like you, you can't, you can't. There's things you can't do uh, in that house. It would just look ridiculous. Whereas if you're starting off fresh, okay, now you've really got to make some decisions which way you're going because you can set the tone with that kitchen uh, or bathrooms or trim style like you just did with your house. Um, and um, I, I think in the end, that designer can help you get there and ensure that you're you're building a product that is going to appeal to a lot of people. This is the Edge Construction Home Remodeling Show, 100.5 ESPN, ESPN App, and Wisconsin On Demand. Welcome back to the Edge Construction Home Remodeling Show, 100.5 ESPN, ESPN App, and Wisconsin On Demand. Jim Rutledge with Mike Tuig from Edge Construction. Call Mike at 636-EDGE. You can go to edgeconstructioncom to browse their work and read reviews. You can go to House and Facebook and Instagram to see more of their work as well. Uh, we're talking about uh, the process of going through a uh, kitchen uh, redesign or a remodel here, and uh, it is basically what to talk through with your uh, designer. And uh, we've talked about, you know, doing your research, creating your kitchen style. Um, but here's one part here that is interesting. It says, do your research about what you want, but also from the homeowner's perspective of stay flexible, of, of basically, and we talked about it earlier in the first segment about with our home remodel, like listen to what the experts have to say because you know they clearly might have some insight that you might like. It doesn't mean you have to do it, but you should have an open mind to it. Well, and, and here's the thing. Um, you can go online and you can shoot through the some of the suppliers in town and and think you have a good idea of what you want to want to want to pick out, whether it's uh, cabinets, tile, tops, and things. But there's there that business is changing all the time. There's there's new options almost every week. Uh, the manufacturers are coming into our store all the time and bringing us new stuff. And you may not, you don't know what you don't know, right? Maybe that designer is going to bring you something that. Uh, the product that is fairly new and maybe hasn't even hit um, the stores in town, and we we're sitting there with this uh, this cool new tile, just thinking, uh, I hope I get to use this summer. And you may not like all the ideas that a designer uh, brings you, but I think there's value to going through the process, um, and it's worth having an open mind. There's there's times where people are really rigid on I, I want to build my kitchen around this this tile or this countertop um and you should have an open mind and, and you know look at some different options there and i think we have I, I know i've talked different times about how many how much of our business is quartz countertops i mean i think we're 95 percent over the last three years uh quartz countertops and then it's kind of granite and once in a while uh, a laminate basically uh but it's it's overwhelming the quartz um i think we have 20 25 granites in our showroom maybe 300 quartzes, and we don't even display all. <laughs> I mean, it's just a ridiculous amount of quartzes because they can they can uh, make the design. So they can recreate that that Italian marble or um, granite from Scotland, and they're doing it here in the U.S. and maybe in Minnesota or someplace, um, or Illinois. So uh, the options there are and being able to pull that together is really helpful from – from a designer standpoint, whether it's our designer, by the way, or sometimes people hire a designer independently, that used to be really popular. Uh, now a lot of the remodelers have design staff uh, in-house, and it, and it kind of has gone by the wayside. But I know there's some good designers, independent designers in town that occasionally people will bring us their designs. And we're going to get into some of the other responsibilities of a designer, too. But that that really is what they're about, is is uh, pulling that thing together and giving you what you – I always talk about the picture in your head. So that's that's that designer is trying to help you do. And part of that is also probably know your budget 
Uh, and that's kind of what they can work around your budget. If you can give them an idea or a ballpark of a budget, then you can kind of work with them of what you could sacrifice, what you want. There's different things you can kind of work with, but have an idea of what your budget is uh, is important. So um, I have the saying like in our company that if we're not talking about money, we're not talking about anything really. Yeah. Because uh, it's an uncomfortable subject. Nobody likes to talk about money. But right from the start, we need to get some idea of where you are wanting to go, needing to go, willing to go on your budget. And a, a big responsibility of the designer is to bring things to you that fit that budget. Um, if we're really stressed on a budget, and uh, we've, we've had tiles that were $50 a foot or more, and we have lots of tile that's $5 a foot. A lot of times I say, well, the 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 attractive, the attractive tile isn't always the expensive one. Sometimes yeah. that's the ugly one. Yeah. But we have found some – homeowners have found some really cool stuff that is expensive. Sometimes the lead times are really long. Uh, but if on a, on a budget, on a, on a really tight budget, if we're really reaching – and we we've got to be be strong on this budget then you know something like that $50 tile just might not make it that's where a designer can really shine because they might be able to get you 90% of the way there on a product um for 10% of the cost you know and and knowing what options are out there that that's really helpful going through once you get past that initial design phase and we're in the selections a lot of that designer's job is to not just f- complete this design with you and and give you the kitchen you love, but keep you on track as far as the budget. Well, and the other thing here is it talks about uh, setting the timeline, but also um, the idea of your kitchen designer is not necessarily expecting to nail exactly what you want, or your designer in general, the first time they show you something. They're expecting feedback to say uh, whether, I don't know how your process works, if it's on paper, if it's like CAD design right away, or however you get there, but when they're bringing ideas back, they are expecting feedback again. You can say, like, hey, like you mentioned, we're 90% here. Can we make these small, small changes to get it to 100%? Yeah. Um, it starts off on pretty much all of our design happens on CAD, um, other than actually picking out the products. Um, so we start off with the floor plan, right? So we're trying to find a really workable base design. We're not necessarily looking at products yet. Um there's a there's a thing called reaction time, and that means if if you give me your ideas, we measure everything out, we come up with a couple of different CAD designs, we give those back to you. I'm you're gonna need more than a minute to look at that stuff and go, hey, um, this I want to make these changes or have you tried this? Uh, so we we hand that back and then we sort of walk away and let you let you think about it. a lot of times it's a week or two before people get back. A, you know what? We really like this design. Can we change this? You give it back to me. We do the same thing. We make the changes. We go, okay, this isn't really working. We've got to come up with a different plan and hand it back. A lot of times there's there's maybe two or three on average of these of these back and forth just on the layout. Um, that starts to change when we start picking things out because we can take that CAD design and put in uh, a pretty close approximation of, of what color the backsplash tile is going to be, the, the cabinets, the flooring start tying it all together and if you look on our website we have a uh, in progress photos i don't know why it ends up there but a lot of times now we're putting up that cad design and it always amazes me how close that is to the end product and uh, i think it's very helpful for people to go through that process well and then uh, another thing here is uh and i think we've tried to do a decent job for our 
uh, remodel, but it's a little different probably for a kitchen even more so. But keep changes to a minimal, a minimum here. So, one, uh, changes can throw off your timeline. It could, depending on what's being done, could throw off uh, your budget as well if things are being bought and shipped separately uh, or having to come back out. Like the, All those things could affect uh, the budget, so not, you don't want to go crazy on changes. Yeah, that's another thing that um, if you're – halfway through the process and you want to make a change that's going to be with your designer i think when whether it's with us or with somebody else we're not adjusting just willy-nilly the colors and textures of this kitchen if if there's going to be a change that that you kind of go through that design process a little more Uh, right now with having the last year we've had do you think the supply chain is in good shape (laughs) if you do you're the only one (laughs) Uh, so it's not just, okay, finding something you like. It's making sure you can stand budget with it. It is also making sure you can get the product in a, in a right amount of time because any change now is going gonna, is gonna to cost you time, that is for sure. Yeah, and the, the time part of it, I mean, as you talk about supply chain, I mean, in the past, you could almost give a little bit of an insight here. Of, you don't have to be specific to a product unless you want to, but like what it may have been two years ago is, is now for a delay on something if you're ordering something. Oh, yeah. So like uh, Windows, um, the, we use Windows from several different manufacturers. They're all kind of in the same boat. Uh, one we ordered last week was uh, we ordered a few Windows for a house, and they told us February, hopefully. Uh, so it's, that's a lot of months from yeah. now, like six months from now. Um, that used to be really reliably five to six weeks, uh, just rain or shine. And I complained like heck about it then. Like, if, yeah. oh, my gosh, got to wait five weeks for this window. Uh, now, six months, that's a lot more. So that's trouble. Our uh, our cabinets, for the, for the whole time we've had them, have been three or four weeks, which was faster than industry standard. Industry standard has been, gotten to be, prior to COVID, maybe six weeks, eight weeks. Uh, so we were we were better better than that by half. Uh, now even our manufacturers ten twelve weeks and sometimes a little more. It's just gotten unpredictable, um, and it's not just people in the in the plant getting COVID. It's uh, there's other things happening with their supply chain. So maybe they're not getting the things they need to make stuff uh, when they want it. And it could be could be paints and stains or finishes. It could be the wood itself. It could be hardware. We don't know what that that stuff is. So. I am really hoping that next year is, is more fun as on the supply <laughs> side. I think there's a lot of a lot of industries that are they're feeling the same pain. Well, and there's a there's a commodity built in there as well of like if you ordered something and then six months later it could be dramatically more. I mean, I guess in theory sometimes it could be less, but most of the time it could end up being more. It seems like it's much easier for it to go up than yeah, for it to go yeah. down. So. The only thing I thought about was a pool. My wife was looking to buy a pool for the kids in the backyard. Beginning of the summer, they were like six, $700 for Ooh. now you can get it for like $130. So other than that, though, you're probably SOL. Uh, <laughs> we'll take a break here. This is the Ed's Instructional Home Remodeling Show. Welcome back to the Edge Construction Home Remodeling Show, 100.5 ESPN, ESPN app, and Wisconsin on demand. Jim Rutledge with Mike Tuig from Edge Construction. Call Mike at 636-EDGE. You can go to edgeconstruction.com to browse their work and read reviews. You can go to Facebook and House and Instagram to see more of their work as well. We're talking about working with a kitchen designer. Uh, talked initially about um, you know finding your style, uh, your must-haves, the things you want to change, or things that you like about your kitchen, how to learn your style. Uh, the importance of being flexible and doing research on a kitchen remodel, uh, knowing your budget, working with a designer throughout the process is important. Uh, working through multiple drafts is important. You've said this before, Mike, before we get to the last one on here. Actually, no, we'll talk, it actually ties into it. Be patient. You've said before, especially for a big job like this, the design process could take nearly as long as the actual in-your-house remodeling project. 
Yeah, that's actually pretty routine for us. Is that uh, if if you're doing a kitchen, uh, if you're if you're if it takes us uh, two and a half months or so to do a kitchen, that's probably about how much time we're going to spend in design. And it's not just it's not just design. Uh, we include the contract stuff in there, and that takes a little bit of time. Sometimes there's a little back and forth on that too. So our designers write our contracts, so it's that's that's part of their thing. So the day that that contract is signed pretty much we are ordering everything we can get our hands on from flooring products to uh might be windows like i just mentioned and obviously the cabinets and and things like that uh and so we're going to move on to the the part here where it says be patient though i I mean and so it's more than just the timeline part of it. It's the actual, like, people. Please be patient. <laughs> but people in your house. Now, you joke about this because your house reviews are basically five out of five all the way through. But if you said, you think you said it before, if you were trying to get someone to give you a review, maybe in the middle of the project, it might not be a five out of five because <laughs> it's a lot of, so it's not just, like, patience of, like, this could take some time, but patience of, like, this is going to be more disruptive than you think for at least a few days, depending on the job, a few days or a week or whatever, where it could really get... Uh, really bothersome as, as you're adjusting to, to having some heavy work done in your house. Yeah, I, th- I think it is. Um, and it's not that our, our homeowners have been very understanding We're and, and, and vice versa. We're trying to make it a, a, the least amount of pain as possible, but we are tearing apart your house that you normally love. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a little bit of an emotional thing there. Um, and then there's noise, there's dust, there's you're out of your routine, you, you can't cook like you used to cook. Um, especially in a kitchen remodel. So there are there are things where it does get to be a hassle. And I, I, I look at it more like, okay, in a review, um, I love that we get the, the good reviews. That doesn't mean there hasn't been a problem or a hiccup along the way, either with a product or maybe maybe something got done wrong and that had to get fixed. But I, it, it's not that you're never going to have a problem. It's really how you handle it. And so I, I have encouraged homeowners, which nobody ever does it, but <laughs> say, hey, you know, this went wrong, but this is how it got handled. Like, if you're happy now, I'm, I'm, I love it. That's great. Uh, but uh, the view that it's that it's a perfect process, it's just really tough. That's a tough test. So there are there are things that come up, and uh, I think homeowners realize that. Okay, yeah. there's going to be something that happens, and and uh, we're we're always there to fix it. We're always there to deal with it. Um, right now with the supply chain, it's not just. Um, waiting for things. Sometimes stuff comes in wrong. I mean, I'll, uh, we we had a project that a window just showed up for. Uh, this kitchen's been done for a while. The ki- the the window came in uh, wrong when we first were involved in this kitchen, and it re- held up backsplash and it caused some problems. And I know it's frustrating for the homeowners, but um, we had to reorder this window, and it was like two months to get it, a little longer actually. And uh, so it was very frustrating because of that. And showed up uh, a couple days ago at our shop, and I, I got to be there when it came in. Okay, I, I saw it. it's good, everything's fine. Now we now we're on to installing and making it right. But I this was a very a very happy homeowner with us. Like they they loved us. Frustrated with the window, not much I could do about it. Uh, you know, we did yeah. the best we could, but um, so you got to be aware of that stuff. Well, in the window and, and ordering things and all that kind of stuff fall into our last topic here, which is scope of work. And obviously, I've seen the scope of work now as someone who's used you guys, but you can talk a little bit more about uh, what that is because it is very helpful. Uh, it's also helpful of like the scope of work. I believe it's the same thing. It also includes like billing cycles and things like that. So you know when things are coming through, what the, what the timeline for the job is, all this sort of stuff. It's all written out in that, that scope of work in your contract. Yeah, that scope of work really is. Um, it's kind of the Bible. If you if you 
read the scope of work, you should pretty much be able to see how the job is going to go. It's going to detail out what gets demoed, what if a wall gets taken out, how that wall gets finished back in. Um, it's now, I will say the pictures are super helpful for those who don't ask. Because <laughs> sometimes look at that scope of work, you're like, what? And I'm like, all right, that's the right amount of doors, and that's the picture of stuff we talked about. So I think, you know, that's right, but sorry, but the pictures are the thing I look at the most. I'm like, yeah, that's what we were. Well, and that scope on, on us is, is serving a couple of purposes, too. It's it's not just a legal document, which it is, but it's it's spelling out for the people that are working on the job and for you, the homeowner. To say we we actually included we start including pictures of the actual flooring um, in the scope work in color, so that if the stuff came anybody could look at that scope and go this is the wrong stuff or this is the right stuff. Um, all the plumbing fixtures, probably the trim and doors was yeah. that in oh, yeah. yours. Yeah. Uh, so all that stuff's in there, and it's just another fail safe. Okay, we got the right stuff. We're install the right stuff. <laughs> Nothing's worse than installing the wrong stuff and having like the homeowner like Jim going. <laughs> hey, uh, this isn't the floor that I was supposed to get. Well, I mean, sometimes in the rush of things, uh, it's easy to make a mistake. We talked about all these options and different ways to go. That can happen. Uh, sometimes we've, we've had uh, plumbing fixtures get boxed or, or labeled wrong. So it got pulled off the shelf at a supply house uh, thinking everything was right, got it, got installed, and didn't match the picture. So we're going backwards. But um, that scope will detail all that stuff uh, so that – even before we had the pictures, our guys could Google the all the numbers and letters that spelled out what a plumbing fixture was. And, it, you know, online that will pull up and that show you what you're getting. Um, I always think another really valuable part to the scope is when you're, when you're going through the process of a, a kitchen remodel or any kind of remodel, you're going to option a lot of things. You're going to look at a lot of th- different options. And, okay, one of those options made it to the made the final cut. But after a few months when we're involved in the remodel, sometimes your mind plays a trick on you and says, was I supposed to get this product or the, which one did I agree to? Right. Whereas you can go back and visit that scope and go, okay, yeah, that, this is the one um, that I agreed to. This is the one that I wanted. I remember now we didn't end up ordering that one. So scope is a really important document for us. Yeah, and, uh, and that is also, I think, important for the homeowner, as you talked about before, too. This has been the Ed's Construction Home Remodeling Show, 100.5 ESPN, ESPN app, and Wisconsin on the main.